Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. Good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. All right, I'm usually pretty excited for most of my guest hosts, but I'm actually a little extra excited tonight. I'm bringing somebody that became part of my, I guess I guess I can call it an authoring inner circle. I'm not even sure if that's a proper title. Uh, but this gentleman is my accountability partner. And he is not just my accountability partner, but he's a multi-published author. Well, he will be. And he's already beaten me to the punch and published his book. So I can now kick my own butt on that one. Uh, but let me give you a quick skinny on this guy. Uh, he's the host of several podcasts. I just have one. Uh, but he, he just he hosts his own, a few of them, helps other people host shows. There's a lot going on there. Uh, he, he's, he's got the titles called JavaScript Jabber, uh, Ruby Rogues, in case you're a tech space out there. Uh, his main site, devchat.tv. We'll do some screen sharing during the show for the YouTube watchers. He's also the author, as I hinted, of the Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. And uh, he started podcasting before me. He started in 2008. Uh, I definitely did not start that early. <laughs> and uh, the podcast he produces, get this, reaches more than 80,000 developers, just developers, every week, not month, not year, every week. And uh, this gentleman lives in a state that I love to mountain bike in and I've skied in. That's right, Utah. Uh, the regular listeners thought I was going to say Colorado because I talk a lot of Colorado. But anyway, family man, got a wife, five kids. Listen, we're going to wrap today. We're going to have some fun. Without further ado, Charles, a.k.a. Chuck Wood. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey, thanks. And that by the way, quite the intro. Eh, I get to have fun with it. You know? nah. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten more animated in the past couple of years. Uh, I don't know if you've ever, I mean, you've been doing this longer than I have. But I feel like I just start. I just your your walls come down. Yeah, it gets easier. I don't know. Have you ever done that in any of your shows? You keep them all pretty dialed in. They're they're pretty dialed in. I I probably should add a little bit of life to them. I will tell you that my team is always coming to me and saying, "Do you really want to leave that in the show?" And I'm like, "Yeah, everybody <laughs> knows everything." So you, you know what it is. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, we're gonna geek out about podcasting because we're both podcasters oh, and we're on a yeah. podcast show. It's uh, That's what people, I do. You're the you're the professional. I mean, seriously, I, people now call me a professional because I'm doing it over three years. But uh-huh. and I guess that's actually if you look at the statistics, statistics alone. I remember oh, yeah. back when I launched the show, they said most people don't get past three, let alone seven. And then once you uh-huh. pass seven episodes, you've got a chance. <laughs> is yeah. that is that still a, a common spoken about statistic? Uh, yeah, as far as I know. Okay, there you go. And it doesn't matter what space you're in. That's just podcasting no. as a whole. But as I hinted, as we do more shows, it gets easier, right? It's like, yes. like anything else. Oh, absolutely. And what well, I'm we have a whole system you. behind it now. So, oh, yeah, you guys got like a lot going on. I mean, hold on, I got a screen share for this guy because, like, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, again, I'm not kidding you. Like, I podcast. He podcasts uh, squared, plural, triple. I mean, whatever math you want to throw behind it. But there's a site. Um, yeah. Adventures in Aguilar. Angular. Angular. See, I don't even know. I, I just saw Angular, but <laughs> Yeah. Web well, development framework. Ah, see, you guys are all about the technology. And I like yeah. Ruby Rogues because I do know Ruby on Rails. Uh, yeah. I did work for a managed hosting IT company, so we did yeah, host yeah. some of those environments. So I can speak a little tech speak. 
So, but I was on the sales side. So, yeah, um, yeah you guys got a lot going on, man. Um, yeah, the JavaScript's the big one. Yeah. Well, and so then Ruby and Angular are the next two, and then after that, it kind of falls out from there. Well, now, and uh, you and I chat every week, but now, do some of these shows feed off of each other and cross pollinate? Yeah, some of them do. So, JavaScript Jabber has been so Ruby Rogues is the longest running. Okay. JavaScript Jabber is the next longest running, and it's the largest. Okay. And then uh, Views on View, Adventures in Angular, React Roundup, uh, React Native Radio, those are all JavaScript frameworks okay. that those, those shows are about. And so they tend to feed into and back out of each other. A lot of uh, Ruby and Elixir programmers are also um, JavaScript developers because they work off the web. And so those, that also cross-pollinates some. Um <laughs> Yeah, and then we're getting into some new stuff with blockchain and DevOps. We have oh, um, you guys are gonna do a blockchain one? Uh, we we started it a while ago. It's kind of uh, hit a little bit of a slowdown, um, but yeah, yeah but that's that. I I I, mean, I have a little blockchain investment, so you know that's all right. Yep, yep. And yeah. then we're working on a machine learning show, and uh, I just recorded episode one of another show that we're starting. I haven't announced yet, um, and that's gonna be with a fairly well-known person in the development community so nice yeah lots of stuff going on and it's it's super exciting because there's always new stuff to explore um looking to get a little bit more into data science and python um probably next year so yeah i mean all kinds of stuff going on and it's it's fun it's fun to dive into this stuff and i can go find experts and uh, i have an excuse to talk to them even though i don't know anything about some of these topics well i mean so we could, i think it's safe to say that you, thanks to podcasting, do this full time. I do. Yeah. About three years ago, made the transition. So let's pause on that because I I speak at podcasting conferences. You go to a lot uh -huh. of uh, conferences. Um, what's the people are like? How, how, you don't get you don't you don't have advertisers on your show. Blah 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 blah. I, I get criticized for that. I'm like, yeah, because I don't want to. Like I yeah. I have a company. And yeah. I have contracts that make me money. And I've actually landed clients because of the podcast. Mm -hmm. So technically, I could say that my show is monetized just that way. Um, but a lot of people are like, well, what if you could do podcasting full time? I'm like, that'd be cool. I don't know. I've never really thought about it. Yeah. But for you, clearly, you, you, you flipped the switch. So did you always plan on podcasting full time? No. <laughs> See, I love it. Because that's... No. That is common in the entrepreneurial space. People don't always plan that a certain path could, boom, explode and become a primary business. Yeah, it's actually kind of a funny story. So I had been freelance for about six years. Okay. Um, at that point, I had been podcasting for about eight years, nine years. And uh, my the, the podcasts were kind of taking over my life. I mean, I had five shows at the time. And what was really kind of, frustrating was that I didn't have time to do everything I needed for the podcasts mm. and then be able to serve my clients, my freelance clients, because I was writing software for, for money. And um, so I, you know, I spent some time praying. I spent some time thinking about it. Um, I was really kind of terrified to take the leap into podcasting. So of course I went and asked my wife what I should do, because if she told me not to, then she could be the bad guy and I would feel good about life. And she looked at me and she said, well, do whatever will make you happy. Wow. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> she wasn't the bad guy. And of course, I'm like, are, are you sure? And she's like, yep. And so I refunded about $6,000 in um, down payments that people had made on the software I was going to write. 
and I went for it and it worked out and I've, I've been full time on the podcast ever since. That had to have freaked you out, man. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, heck I, I, I was, was freaked out when money. I launched my show, let alone going full time. So, yeah. So what, where, where, did, where was your mindset at that time? Just like hope, you know, was it one of those dream and hope things or? <laughs> it was basically a, well, if I'm going to do this, I better darn well make it work. So, okay. All right. You know, I, I went out and I found more sponsors, uh, you know, made things keep rolling. Um, at that point, I didn't really plan on starting any more shows, but that happened too. We went from those five shows. Now we produce 18 shows. Wow. Um, you know, we have, an, like I said, another couple of them that we're recording right now that we aren't releasing and producing yet okay so we're, we're gonna hit 20 early next year easy wow okay so, yeah well and, you said you're already in talks with another guy right now so yeah um so what what's the deal so you you basically call yourself a podcasting network right yes okay because I, I think people don't understand that either i mean don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. We got a lot more to get into. He, he's he's had a crazy amount of uh, health journeys, transformations. He might know a few things about keto, like I do. Besides authoring and all kinds of craziness, and he's definitely a proud father and an amazing family man. But anyway, podcasting networks. What's the deal with that? Like so, somebody gets bored like you and decides, like, you know, what? I know enough, and people don't want to deal with it on their own. I'll just take care of everything for you. Um, that's more or less how we handle it, right? So, okay. um if we bring on a new show, we handle everything. So our hosts essentially have to do some prep work and then they just show up and record. Gotcha. Um, there are other podcast networks where essentially you pay to be a part of the network. We don't do that. We just sell advertising on your show. Okay. And then we cover the production costs. Um, but you wind up paying to be on the network and then you're supposed to do some kind of cross pollination, right? So you talk about the other shows on the network. And so you get some benefit, you know, maybe you're all on the web same website. They do some kind of marketing for you, but that's usually about it. Okay. And so those are kind of more for indie developer, in, indie developers, indie podcasters. You see what I talk about all day. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the indie podcasters will wind up on a podcast network. Um, I don't think my shows necessarily count as indie podcasters, even though I kind of operate at that level. Um, and then you've got kind of the bigger networks that usually come out of like a radio station or syndicated show or something. So uh, like the Dave Ramsey organization has like four or five podcasts. Um, that are produced by the company there or uh, NPR has a whole family of shows that were radio shows forever. And then just, they just turned them into podcasts. And so, you know, they, they operate in a different way than, than I do. And then that a lot of the, the indie uh, podcasters do. Okay. So, all right. Let's 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 change subjects here because we can geek out about podcasting. Oh man, Clearly. I could talk for hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right, but I mean, the point of my show is, and it, I, I'm hoping this is a fresh perspective for you, is because obviously we geek out about health, business, and lifestyle, and not every guest co-host has to hit on all three. Let's be real. But I love the fact that I mentioned how I have a standing desk permanently, and you were sitting when the show was about to start. And you go and hit your power button and raise your desk up, and now you're yep. standing and enjoying a conversation with us. Now, let's just dive in right on that. Do you find that when you use your standing desk that you're more attentive or more focused? I think so. I do. And I know I do for sure. It, I do it for a lot of the shows. I will tell you, though, when you first start using it, how long ago did you start using a standing desk? Um, I've had these desks for two years. Okay. I, I had one before that. And yeah, you know, it's just, 
it's it's funny too because I kind of play the games right where it's okay. Well, if I'm if I'm on a call and I'm talking to somebody, then I'm going to use a standing desk, and I did that for about a year. Okay. Um, and you know, and I would be recording six or seven podcasts in a week, so I'd be up and down all day. Yeah. And um, you know, I I don't do it as often these days, but yeah, sometimes I just feel like you know what I want to stand up. I need a little bit different position. Um, and so yeah, I just stand it up. Well, here's the question. How was that first week of using your standing desk? Do you remember how your feet felt? <laughs> so um, I stood up the desk, but I didn't take a minute to move my pad over. I have a really nice pad to stand on. Yeah. And that helped. But yeah. And then I, I've also got a little seat that has just one pole on it. So I can just kind of sit back on it if I want. Oh, like a monopod? Yeah, except it's for your rear end. Oh, well, that's creative. I never thought yeah. about that. Interesting. Yeah. I mean... I've been, I've been, like, I work from home Mondays and Fridays. I try to only keep my business travels from like Tuesday to Thursday. Yeah. Actually, I think you do about the same when you're doing your travels. It depends on where, what I'm traveling for. And yeah, because you go to a lot of conferences. On. So I have this year, I'm cutting back. Um, I had a little bit of a situation with the last conference I was going to go to as well. So I didn't wind up going. Um, but yeah, I, I just go whenever the conference is. And yeah, I try and make it home for the weekend. Um, and make that work. I have flown out on some Sunday nights because it's just the way things fell. Yeah. It, but yeah, some of the conferences are like two or three days. So yeah, that works out. You know, I fly out on a Monday night or Tuesday morning and some of the conferences are full week and the bigger conferences tend to be able to pay for me to come out. Right. So they'll pay my airfare and my hotel and everything. And so uh, for those, yeah, I wind up flying out on Sunday night and flying back on Saturday morning or something. Well, so that's why I wanted to kind of casually throw that in there because there's lots of books, other podcasts, lots of social media content gets put up there about life by yeah. design, right? Like, oh, design your own life, seize the day, carpe diem, whatever. Well, there's actually a lot of validity to that. I mean, you started putting the reps uh, well, on podcasting. Yep. Got pretty good at it. Got connected pretty well at it to the point where you made independence. So you figured that one out. And then I tell people all the time, like, oh, you want to travel more? You want to get out more? Or you want to get paid to do cool things? Or at least just go to conferences for free? Well, there yeah. you go. You've 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 found that out too, right? It's like, hey, man, I get to travel from time to time. I get to build my influence, help, help other companies mm -hmm. and other organizations build their influence. And a lot of people think, oh, well, he must get paid for every conference. I'm like, well, actually, no. I, I know a lot of nope. people who only go to conferences just to get their hotel covered. Sometimes you get the airfare covered, but that's yep. few and far between. I typically get the airfare and hotel covered. I wind up paying for the food. Okay. So, But that wasn't in the beginning, right? No, 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 no. no. So it's built to that. So yep. Yeah. And I mean, there have been a couple of conferences where I couldn't quite afford them, and I drove out to them. I drove out to one in San Jose last year. From Utah? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, it's that's a 12-hour drive. It's not a bad drive, though. I, I like no. driving, you know. I'm yeah, a, I'm a road warrior. Usually, when we're having our accountability calls on the author stuff, I'm usually, That's I just, so I just always, I always see me in traffic coming back from like New York or Philadelphia or something. So yeah. I always feel bad too, honestly, because I'm like, oh man, Chuck's at his home. I'm I'm in some noisy car or whatever, or the internet connection sucks. I'm like, I feel bad. So it's all good. Yeah, I just I, I just I'm on the go a lot. Like, it is what it is. So yep. I, I average thirty to thirty five thousand miles a year on my car. Oh wow. Yeah. I don't know if I ever told you that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so that gives you an idea on the road warrior factor. So yeah, 
Well, I I got silver medallion status on Delta this year, so nice. Everyone, I just I just flew Delta. Yeah, I, I told yeah. you about our mess with Frontier Air, and oh, luckily yeah. we flew home on Delta. It was great. I had no oh yeah. Complaints. Yeah, I never run into a problem with Delta. No. Well, so about this lifestyle with design, you look at it a little bit differently, I think, than I do. Like when you hear that term, what's your thoughts on that? Because You've had your I'm own, doing this by the seat of my pants, man. Exactly, right? It's like, hey, man, whoa, that chapter unfolded. Let's roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people don't get that. I think, yeah. I, I think, I think that what you just said, and what I just, what I also reinforced on what you just said was that I think a lot of people there's a fear factor holding uh -huh. them back, and they don't see the door opening, or even if they do see the door opening. They're afraid to just go for it and try it out. What are yeah. your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, you have to. You have to go for it. I mean, the the thing that I'm really shooting for is just doing this with no regrets, right? Right. And so, um, you know, and, and you talk about design. And yeah, I, I do plan ahead, but I find it difficult to plan ahead more than a few months. And so I look out into the future, try and figure out where I think things are going, try and figure out where I want to end up in all of it. And then I just do what makes sense for the next three months. Okay. And then I repeat the process. But week to week, I mean, it's, it's okay. These are the couple of things I have to get done, but it's all by the seat of my pants. And sometimes stuff comes up and I'm just like, oh, we're going over there. Yeah. And, and that's just the way that it works too, because the end of the day i i know where i want to go and that looks like a better opportunity than what i had planned and so i do it well i i think there's something part of that right so years ago you probably didn't always do it that way no but no i i totally accidented my way into yeah. being a podcaster well and that, that's the point though is that i've had to learn this over the years too is that we can only plan so much mm -hmm. and then we also reach a point where it's like dude i gotta take some risks once in a while like the yeah. risk-taking for me is what's going into my book because uh, you and I have talked about the Hot Shots book. It's like yeah. reflecting on the risks taken in life and the lessons learned from that. Now, granted, not everybody needs to take the extreme risk of taking on a life-threatening you know, first responder job. Even if it was only for right. two years, it was still crazy. Um, but there's that fear. There's that fear of the unknown and fear of the change. And one thing I remind people of, whether it's getting into running, mountain bike racing, becoming a firefighter, skydiving, whatever I do or stuff you do. Cause you've, you've gotten into running as well Is that mm -hmm. putting one foot in front of the other, and then you're going to make a couple of mistakes or maybe that one train didn't go well. Uh, maybe you got a blister on that one run, whatever. And then you'll, yeah. you'll tweak it, modify it and try it differently the next time. Yep. I mean, yeah, am I absolutely. making it too simple? Uh, I mean, yes and no, but the part that's the no is the fact that it involves effort, right? It's easy to say and it's hard to do. And sometimes you really don't know what the next right thing to do is, right? I got a blister, but I'm not an expert, right? So right. I'm going to, you know, but, but there are other experts out there that I can go talk to. There are solutions. There are ways to figure out what's going on. Um, if you're in an industry like podcasting, it's still pretty young. So sometimes there are people out there's nobody out there, right. That's doing what I'm doing that I can just reach out to and talk to. Right. And, and so there, there is some of that as well, but for a lot of this, I mean, you, if you just take the next step forward, you're going to figure things out. 
um, I had a conversation this morning, again, for this new podcast we're starting, we were talking about agile development. Okay. And agile development is basically, um, there are four principles to it, but the last one is essentially uh, adapting to change over um, adhering to a plan. Okay. So the idea is, is you plan, but then you have to be ready to adapt. And, and that's the other thing is that, you know, I, I go get the best information I can, and then I just go for it. And maybe that's my personality, but it has almost always served me well. Sometimes it's painful going through the process. Oh, I could have gone up the other way. But for the most part, that, that's the way it is. And it's the same thing with health, right? Is, uh, you know, I've been uh, type 2 diabetic since I was 26. I'm turning yeah. 40 in two weeks. So. Oh, you're finally hitting a 4 Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I just turned 42, yeah. so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, my wife's old like you. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I give her crap about that all the time. too. That's awesome. That's okay. My wife calls me old man because I got her by five years. So, yeah. yeah. But my dad passed away last year and, you know, he'd had all these health problems. He was diabetic as well. Hmm. Um, and, and I just looked at that and I realized I don't want that. But at the same time, I wasn't really a health enthusiast. I had done a little bit of experimenting with ketogenic uh, diet. I'd done a few other things, but I, I was an athlete in high school, but I really wasn't that involved. And I was like, all right, I need to start exercising. Hmm. But yet the problem is, is that I say, okay, so I'm going to go to the gym every day. And I've done that so many times. I can't even tell you So I go to the gym every day for a couple of weeks and then, and then I don't anymore. Right. And I was like, if I'm going to do this, I've got to do this the way I've done everything else. I've got to put some insane goal out there, like running a marathon, and then I've got to go for it. And so you're talking about, you know, how do you go for it? Well, for me, it's I'm going to go conquer something that seems impossible. That's how I go for it. And so I recognized, okay, I've, I've got to set this goal and I've just got to go do it. So then I hired a coach mm-hmm. and then I started running every day and then I made it a thing you know, and, and at one point my wife was frustrated because I went running at a time she wanted me to be doing something else. And so we had to talk about it, right? Yeah, and, sit down, have a conversation, be adults. Right. Yeah. And and so we had a conversation about it. And it's, she's like, yeah, you need to keep running. And, um, you know, so we worked it out, right? And so then I was running longer and longer. You know, my Saturday was running 16 miles, right? And and so then I did it and I completed the marathon. And so now I'm looking for Again, that next Again, congratulations, man. Goal. That's... that's right. For a lot of people, they can't even fathom running a 5K, uh, running a marathon. And I, and I hate running, by the way. I, I ran my marathon <laughs> in 08, and it was it was a nice win, right? You got to celebrate mm-hmm. it because, like yep. you said, it's it's a hell of a conquering for most people. Yep. So, Yeah, but at this point now, I'm looking at it and going, okay, so what's the next goal, right? And so for me, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to drop an hour off my time. There you and go. I thought, okay. Well, that's, that's a pretty audacious goal. And then I was like, you know what, though? I mean, I'm pretty sure I can drop an hour off my time. I just have to do the training. I can, I can drop it. But can I qualify for Boston? Oh, that's a big goal. I don't know, I don't know if that's a year. I don't know if that's two years. Could be five I don't know years. We don't know. Right. I, yeah. And I don't know if that's one marathon or two marathons or three marathons. But I know I can do the marathon now. And so that's not an out there goal. And that's the way I have to do it is I have to do something insane. Mm-hmm. And qualifying for Boston is halving my time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I'm looking at it and going, okay, that's what's getting me fired up now. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with, with, um, my business, right. It's okay. Well, what other communities, you know, where can we go that nobody's going? What can we do that nobody's doing? 
I mean, what seems utterly insane? I know I'll start a machine learning podcast, right? Or things like that. And that's, that's how I drive things forward. And that's how I, I get for these goals. Writing a book, it was the same thing. It was like, you know, I know authors and they all talk about what a slog it is. I, you know, there's no way. And so I set the goal and I did it. Okay. But, but, but that's the way that I go forward. Well, and that's something you and I have in common. I've learned that about you. We've been, well, heck, how long have we been? Year and a half. Author buddies. Almost a year and a half. I said, are you serious? Yeah. Come on, man. It hasn't been that long. It was, I signed up at podcast movement, not 2019, but 2018. That's before me. I just mean, it's, and, I'm saying when you and I became accountability partners. Yeah, but I'd been in for a month or two when, so it's it's been over a year. Oh my God. I got to get my book done. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I got to. I was like, I was like, I've had this done for three months. I need to get it out yeah, there. This is not cool. I, I don't like timelines like that because anyway, I was about to say, I was like, for example, jumping into the self-publishing school. That was a financial investment. I mean, I have never, you know, I forget what I paid. It was, I think it was a few grand, uh, yeah, whatever it was. Like it's like, oh, okay, great. Why am I doing this? Because that, I, whether it be the firefighting or running that marathon mm -hmm. or this year after I collapsed my lung doing the, trying oh, to do gosh. that hundred mile mountain biking ride. Right. It's like, that was insane, dude. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, you know, I, I was, I was literally earlier tonight. I had a, a doctor on the show and I told, I told her what happened. She's like, how did you do that? I was like, well, you're the doctor. You should tell me. And she's like, that doesn't sound normal. <laughs> I was like, well, I am. Far, I was like, I am far from normal. So yeah, as long as we're on the same page, yeah, sure. Um, but it just cracked me up, and that's why I, so I took that same mindset that you and I have been developing over the years, and it's like, okay, well, let's look at look at the book, right? I've been talking about it. Do I do I do I do I get the book? Do I not? And do I make it? Do I write it? What, what's going to happen? And I finally said, you know what? If I put some money behind it, yeah. it'll force me to do something with it. And yep. that was my, my, my switch flip for me. So interestingly enough, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if that was a completely your reason uh, for the uh, book. Was it putting the financial uh, number behind it? or uh, That was part of it. Um, I'd been talking about writing the book forever. Okay. And... I didn't know what the next step was. Okay. And that's what it was, was it was like, okay, I'm going to get serious about this and they're going to tell me what the next step is. And they did. And that, that's what I needed. I needed that next step that was basically, look, you just got to sit down and write it, work yeah. on it every day. Of okay. course, the, the, the difference is, is they tell you to sit down and write it every day. And my process was sit down and write for five hours every week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were, you were much more methodical about yours. By the way, I just double checked. August, 2018. I signed up. Yeah. So yeah, that's when I signed up too. That's when podcast movement was. Okay. Yeah. We're almost at a year and a half. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> great. Oh, I'm writing that down. Eight eighteen bonehead. There we go. I literally wrote eight eighteen bonehead. So anyway. Nice. Um, I, I, yeah. I'm so God. my next, my next book is going to come out sooner than 16 or. Well, and again, so there you go. You checked it off. You got it done. Uh, I would like to think me poking at you from time to time. That's the point of us having accountability partnerships. Like, dude, like, yeah. you, you crushed writing it. Like, you were just – the way you set goals, like, you just like, oh, I'm just going to sit down for two hours tonight or four hours tonight and just bang out, yeah. like, two chapters. So I was like, holy crap. 
I mean, I, I was like, I, I told you, I, I voice transcribed the whole thing on my business travels. So now it's just me dealing with all the manual editing, which is God awful. God. Oh yeah. Oh, it's frustrating. But anyway, that's just my own frustrations. So, <laughs> yeah. well, here's the, here's the funny thing. You kind of skipped over something on the, on the marathon story. Uh-huh. You also did something a little crazy bef- to get you ready for the marathon. Something called 75 hard. Oh yeah. Yeah. I which did that is still pretty time. viral right now online. So, uh, and your journey on the 75 hard was not easy. Oh man. Yeah. I think all told I did like 120 hard. I was wondering if you ever finished the math because and real quick for the listeners, like guys, we're talking about something very challenging regarding health and fitness. You, you, you commit to 75 days. Uh, but one of the rules of it is, is if you break one inclining of the programming, you got to start all over. Yeah. Like what was some of the reasons why you had to restart? So I probably broke about every rule except drinking the water, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, um, that's good. <laughs> you know, I was, I was getting into, I was, I was figuring out keto and I'd done keto off and on, you know, a week at a time yeah. before, but I hadn't done it like deep and hard. And so it was, okay, I've got to figure out what works for me with keto. And because keto was what I chose to do for my diet. And you have, that's one of the things you have to stick to your diet. If you cheat, you start over. Yep. Um, you have to drink a gallon of water every day, which is four of, I have, I still have water on my desk. Because uh, you built you the know. habit. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you have to drink four of those, four 32 ounce bottles every day. Um, and I managed to do that. I mean, there were nights where I would be going to bed and I would be chugging two of them before I would go to bed. But, you know, I did it. Um, yeah, but then you got to, then you have to relieve yourself in the middle of the night because you put so much water in you. But yep. Yep. That I breaks your sleep cycle. That was not the way to do not the way to go. Yeah, because now you're impacting your your sleep, your rest and recovery. Yeah, um, drink water as well. Yeah, yeah. You have to post to social media every day, and I forgot that probably two or three times. Um, you have to do a progress post every day. Yeah, well, actually, um, you, you did that a very good job because I, I was following you on Instagram yeah. and and you're posting. So yeah, I need to get back into the habit of doing that. I really enjoy doing that, and I got a ton of feedback from people too. They're just like, wow. Yeah. And, you know, and they go back and look at my pictures from before and they're like, you've lost a ton of weight. Yeah. Um, yeah, all told, I probably lost over the course of the, from when I started the first time, I probably lost about 30 pounds. Okay. Um, so yeah. Like, the sust- other rule, like sustained and maintained. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've kept it off. My pants still fit. Um, I had to get new pants. <laughs> it's a good problem. That uh, good problem to have. Yeah. 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 These are actually a little loose on me now. Um, and then I think I forgot to read once you have to read 10 pages out of a nonfiction book. Um, yes. It, it, you have to physically read. I remember cause I, yes. so, and again, real quick, actually I'm going to screen share again because I got to give him a shout out. Cause I, I, I listened to his podcast and I think that's how you and I started talking about this. Andy Frizella. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, how we you found introduced out me to him. So, Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. I told you about that. And then all of a sudden I found out you're doing 75 hard. I'm like, okay, so you must have really enjoyed that podcast. Cause even I didn't do that. <laughs> no, I just heard it. And I was like, I can do that. Yeah. No, there's no way I can do that. I could do that. And so I did it. Yeah. And real quick for the listeners, um, he runs the MF CEO 
podcast. And if you can't figure out what MF means, well, just go check it out because there's a lot of profanity on that show. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we, we, we allow some profanity on this show too, but I'm like, Andy sets a new record. Um, great show. So yeah. a little shout out for Andy Frizzella because he did create 75 hard. And I've seen some amazing people making major impacts like yourself. So, uh, and again, there's all different kinds of diets, lifestyles, et cetera. It's just oh, yeah. find the one that clicks for you. And that clearly resonated with you. Yeah. Well, for me, it was just, I've got to prove to myself that I can do this. Mm-hmm. And what's funny was initially my wife thought it was nuts. And by the <laughs> end, she was reminding me, did you read tonight? Did you post tonight? Okay, good. I like it. So yeah. And having that kind of uh, help just, it really makes a big difference. I love the fact that it's interesting because you and I have talked about this too. Like you've been married longer than I am. You clearly have reproduced well completely because I've not, <laughs> and I won't. <laughs> uh, like five times over. So I wanted to bring that in as a lifestyle component because I don't talk a ton about family on the show. From time to time, it makes sense. And you're clearly a super dad man. You're a family man. You take your family and your religion very seriously, and I, I want to show respect to that. Um, and I think that's a huge component to your success and yeah. you've already hinted at it a couple of times in the show. Like your wife has had your back, you know, she's reminded you, poked you and you guys have had, a, you know, you might have a few disagreements along the way, but you sit down, you have a conversation and figure it out. Right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. It's now, funny. Was I always like that? <laughs> um, I think we kind of matured into it to be perfectly honest. Um, I mean, we, we've always been able to communicate, but, um, I, I think, yeah, I mean, when I went freelance, we'd been married for five years. Okay. And, you know, she, she freaked out. I mean, when I went freelance, she was not on board at all. Wow. It's, and, it's, 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 you know why? Cause is she an entrepreneur? No. It's risky. Yes. Right. Yes. It, it's all on yeah. you. Yeah. And, and honestly, had, you were probably scared too. I mean, we all, oh, are. yeah. 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 I mean, I had a, 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 what, a month and a half's worth of money in the bank. And I just told her, look, if we run out of money and we can't pay the mortgage, then I'll go, you know, I'll, pay, I'll take a job. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll do a job search simultaneous with my client search. And it just worked out. And I, you know, we never ran out of money. So, yeah. you know, that, that, and that worked out. And I think once I proved myself there that, okay, you know what, no matter what I do, it's going to work out. Then she was on board. And, and that made, I think that was really what, what happened there. And it also forced us to communicate more about a lot of this stuff, and, you know, and, and I easily could have coasted, you know, I mean, software developers get paid well, you know, I could have coasted into more and more jobs and gotten paid better and better and better, but that wasn't, that wasn't who I was. And I think the other thing is, is she saw that I was much happier freelancing than I was in a full-time job. True. And I think that made a lot of difference too. Cause in the, at the end of the day, I mean, she's on my team, right? It's yeah. not just about her. It was about both of us. And as long as we had some security, she was okay with it. Well, and I think that's part of it too. I think that, I think that was part of my journey with my own wife, but I actually feel that now that we and I are talking about this, I feel like she's probably, she, I've had to learn about her more now that we're married. Yeah. And now I feel like she's always going to have my back. If anything, mm-hmm. I've been the one that was second guessing myself. It wasn't her second guessing myself as I started growing into the entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. 
And uh, did you recognize the same component? Like we, oh, prob- we probably thought it was all of them. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. Let's do some self-reflection here, man. It's like, dude, you might have a little doubt in yourself, right? Yeah. Well, especially this last month. And um, I, I, I came under attack for some stuff on Twitter. Yeah, I know, man. That was so BS. I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about. It. I don't know if you want to talk about it or not. I'm like, dude, you're just trying to be a nice guy. You're just trying to help out a colleague. It wasn't. Everybody's got to take stuff to this polarized world. And I'm like, yeah. Once you told me about it, I went and looked at it. And I'm like, what? Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I guess I don't. I guess I don't know the tech world as well as I thought. But I'm like, what? Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't. I don't know if I want to go into all the details. Nah. But I got. I got pretty down. Yeah, and dude. She kept. She was the one that kept coming to me and saying, "It's gonna be fine." And oh, I'm wow. going, How is it gonna be fine? You know. And at the same time, um, you know, some of the sponsorship income had slowed down, so it was both at the same time. And I'm just going, "How?" You know, the the whole internet's mad at me, <laughs> right? And I've got to get some of the internet to give me some money, or we're you know we're we're, gonna, we're not gonna be able to eat, right? And you know, she's like, no, it's going to be fine, you know? And yeah. And then I go back to my faith. Right. And, yep. you know, so I'm praying and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for answers, you know, in among other places, you know, from, from the word, from the, the church leaders and stuff. And, you know, and I did find some comfort there, you know, I found some comfort in working my tail off, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I kind of go at it from, from all of those different directions. And yeah, I mean, she was the one telling me it was going to be fine. And I'm looking at her going, no, it's going to burn down, right? Well, and, you know uh, why? Because she's got confidence in you. Yeah. And that's what yeah. you needed. She she was your sounding board. We And, yep. dude, we're, we're all going to be – and that goes back to our earlier part in the show, right? Like, guess what, guys? Not everything's going to go the way you want it to go, okay? Yep. Uh, you're going to crash and burn once in a while, or you think it may crash and burn. But you've put in the hard work. You've built a loyal yep. following. Um, and that's kind of like the, a segue off what we're talking about here, because obviously, well, I, I want to chime in with something real quick. Yeah, do because it. the real problem was that I was focused on the problem, right? Uh-huh. I wasn't focused on any of the other stuff, right? I wasn't focused on the fact that, Hey, I have a following of people that haven't abandoned me. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of some bunch of my co-hosts left, but I have a bunch of other co-hosts. That didn't leave, right. Um, I, I figured out the ones that are going to buy into this garbage and I don't need to deal with that, yeah. right? I found out all at once that was less fun, but at the end of the day, right, I know the people who believe in what I'm working on. You know, my, my team is stuck with me through all of it, right? And so, yeah, um, focusing on the problem did me zero good. Yeah. And she helped me focus on what I could do about it. But you see, a lot of, a lot of us fall into that. I think that's a great lesson oh, coming it's so out natural. of this. It's like, you know what? It's so easy to fall right into that pain point and dwell on it. Because it feels like it's it's I'm like oh my god what's gonna happen blah 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 blah, yep. and then again depending on where we're at in our professional timeline, some of us react sooner, and you eventually mm-hmm. did react. You're like you know wait a minute, what am I doing to create the positive change? What am I gonna do to turn this around yep. or focus on the other areas of my business to ensure that if this one or two hiccups happen, fine, I got this other stuff rocking and rolling. Um, yep. And, and this this totally ties into your book. I remember you and I discussing this on multiple weeks in a row. I was trying to be a little bit of a cheerleader for you because you had been there on my back. <laughs> I was like, dude, actually, I was, I've, I've seen it. Like my own client with his movie and his book, there's people uh-huh. who don't agree with his message. Yeah. Okay, well, guess what? Haters are still followers. 
<laughs> and then you're, <laughs> which is so true. People literally follow. I, I manage his social media oh, feeds. Yeah. People follow him. Yeah. And they don't even like him, but they follow him. So I'm like, well, you're, you're increasing our statistics and our data and, and the performance of his channel. So thanks. <laughs> yep. Well, and that was the interesting thing too. And I'll, I'll throw this in there, you know, just to add to your point. So, um, I don't know why I didn't do it sooner, but eventually I got around to changing my Twitter pinned tweet to, if you're fighting me for the first time, go listen to the podcasts. And they did that about two weeks ago. Right. And, uh, at that point, the other thing that had happened was, yeah, all of the, de all of my defenders came out. Right. Right. So when things first came, went down, you know, I had a few people come to me and kind of privately say, look, I'm with you, but I can't get involved. Sure. Right. They, they want to risk lose my they're, job. They're afraid. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't blame anybody. Right. I had some of my friends going, well, they're cowards. And I'm like, they have stakes too, right? Yeah. They got, they got families yeah. to feed and everything yeah. else. You got to respect that so, a little bit. Yeah. So I'm good with that. But then, um, a conference revoked my ticket. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I was like, what? And, <laughs> That's like, and, and then, and that went viral, right? Because they went on Twitter and they said, they, they told people on Twitter that they had revoked my ticket, which, you know, which is, it's probably just not the best way to handle that. Not really. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, I, I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. I only study contractual yeah. law, but I'm like, there's also something called defamation of character. Like if yeah. you're going to revoke the ticket, then just revoke it. You don't need to post about it. Yeah. Like just, Okay, fine. If you don't want, if you don't want yep. me there, that's cool. I yeah, got they revoked confidence. it. They made a big to do of giving it to some underprivileged person, and yeah. Oh, they tried doing a positive spin. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, PR, PR um, recovery campaign. So that's that's when the internet came out and rallied, and they mm -hmm. said this isn't okay, right? We've gone and we've looked at what he said and did, and he didn't violate your code of conduct. Yeah. And. And yeah, so so that started going viral. Anyway, so then I changed my pinned tweet because I realized that this was, I was gaining followers yeah. like crazy on Twitter. And I'm like, well, if they're following me, because they're following me because of controversy, they, they're not following me because they know about the podcast. So I put that on there and literally the next day, my numbers went, yeah, and they just went straight up. They're like, oh, this guy also has a podcast <laughs> or, yeah. or a few or a few of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. he has a whole network, people. Uh, you're, yeah. fo you're following me because of the silly drama and boom. So, yep. and, and, and I really, love that. It's really funny too, because, um, I started getting messages saying, I didn't even know who you were before I saw the YouTube video by, you know, somebody that I'd never heard of, uh, or this other person that I'd never heard of. Right? And, uh, and then they're saying, and, and I was just, you know, I was stepping in to see what I could do to, you know, to chime in or help out. And then I found your podcast. You're kind of cool. <laughs> And, and they so, realize, yeah. oh, wait a minute, he runs a podcast where he's actually trying to help developers. And, yep. oh, by the way, all this is happening while he's actually launching his new book to also help developers yep. in the community. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why, I, that's why I told you that on those calls. I'm like, dude, let's just see how this washes out because yeah, bad press is good press. And I we talked about that. I was like, if you got some loyal followers, I was like, I'm very intrigued to see when they kick in. So in other words, the past couple of weeks, man, it's been on fire, huh? Yeah, and I've had a few people, you know, they're like, well, I found a place to donate to you. You know, I found your pay PayPal address or whatever. Or, you know, I saw you launched your book and I just, you know, what happened to you wasn't fair. So I bought the book. And Nice. Yeah, so stuff like that's been happening too. And it's all kind of turned around. But oh, speaking of that, boom. Boom. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, on the YouTube feed. <laughs> the Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. Kindle edition is already available on Amazon. 
I've already bought yeah. it. And I actually, oh, now that I realize it, I didn't add you to my book library yet. One second. So I have an Amazon influencer page. Uh, so when people go to my website, they click on my my Amazon banners. Uh, I actually had oh, Amazon. Oh, I need to do that. Yeah, Amazon created an influencer page. So I have my book recommendations here. So now you're in my book recommendations. So Nice. And actually, let me show you that real quick. I don't, did I ever show this to you? So, I don't know if you have. Yeah, this is great for listeners too, by the way. If you if you want to be an influencer and you you want you can create an Amazon influencer page. So mine's obviously Amazon.com slash shop slash live the fuel. But anyway, it's linked on the website. Yeah. But then you could build these groupings. Uh-huh. And like so this is I branded it, you know, put the graphics up, etc. But then right here is every author that I've ever had on the show or every book that I, that I've consumed. So uh, that's on Amazon. So there you go. Nice. So now, obviously, you've been added to the list. Boom, there you are. So I feel healthier just looking at it. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, I got Keto Guido in here and StrengthsFinder yeah. 2.0. I'm, I'm a big guy on mindset. We talked about that earlier on the show. Oh, man. Yeah, it's right. so critical. Oh, my God. So critical. Well, that's, that's why I figured perfect segue, right? Like, mindset. Yeah. Dude, you had so much bombarding you. I mean, well, yeah. we both had our own bombardments of our own brains on our author uh-huh. issues. And then that silliness happens online and beats you up. Yeah. And, but it's like, and, and you even said, he's like, it was so easy to, to fall into that negative trap. And you got your wife giving you the cheerleading squad, me once a week poking you. Um, then yeah. your fans start kicking in. And there's the mindset, boom, like born again, man. Yep. So, yeah. so how do you, people hearing this, uh, how would you sum up the mindset game for you? You know, I've, I've learned a lot about, my own mindset over the last month. I mean, cause I, I didn't anticipate any of this yeah. and you know, I'm kind of a public figure in certain spaces. And so it was weird to all of a sudden have it coming, you know, in, in a negative direction. Um, some other folks who had issues with me before came out of the woodwork and started, you know, piling on um, somebody I thought was my friend wrote a, a blog post basically denouncing me. Um, I mean, it, it's a shame. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it's, it's natural, right. To, to get down during that stuff. It just, it is, you know, and I was beating myself up for being negative too. And that wasn't helping either. And I think what really kind of pulled everything together was just, um, realizing cause I, I had like three or four things happen on the same day and yeah. And, and that was a rough day, you know, and, you know, so the next day I'd get up and I'd start working on it again. And what I figured out was that, yeah, essentially there are a couple of things. One is, is that, um, that saps your energy so fast. Oh yeah. And, and when that happens, I mean, it's okay to sit down and have an hour or a day or two days to just get through it. Right. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's, it's freaking hard. Right. You know, it's hard. You, you want to be out. Yeah. You want to be out riding your mountain bike yeah. or your, your road bike. And you, you know, you pop along, you <laughs> want to be out there riding, right? Couldn't, couldn't and, really, couldn't really ride. Couldn't ski, yeah. couldn't ride, couldn't rock climb. Couldn't I mean, skydive. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all do it right. It's frustrating to get through. And then you have to go in and have a look and say, okay, what can I do? That's going to make a difference. And for me, you know, I, I had to figure some of that out because I've never been through this before. Mm-hmm. 
So some of it was talking to people, you know, and figuring out, okay, this is probably a good way to handle this. Um, and I had, I had people encouraging me to sue them for defamation. I had people telling me to just stop talking about it. You know, so you get all this conflicting advice, you know, sure. um, I think you've got to reflect, you know, for me, I have to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, uh, I prayed a lot. I did a lot of things that I felt like I had been kind of led to do. And at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's all kind of working out. I'm still dealing with some of it, but you know, at this point, um, I've realized at least for me that the mindset is a, uh, the only person who can really kill this thing is me Ooh. and B, um, the, the, the only thing I can do is work, Yeah, uh, you know, just work at it and yeah, it's going to be hard. This isn't going to be the last time I have something rough go on. I, I'm but, sure yeah. you've heard this before, but uh, one of the best ways to shut your haters up is success. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have heard that before. Right? It's like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. We, we talked about this a few weeks ago. It's like, dude, yeah. go quiet. Let your let your response, Let because like, I, I see it from one, one, uh, with Vinny's feed, my client. Like, uh-huh. he, he'll just, he'll just he usually he's all over Twitter, but he's like, oh, hold on, you know what? I have some really fun fans. Let's just give it a few minutes. Let's see these guys jump all over this person. And they yeah. do every time. So it's like, you know what? I'm too busy, man. I'm going to go run my business. You guys play your petty thing. And I'm going to busy mm-hmm. being successful, uh, running a marathon, launching a book, yep. reinventing some new podcasts, because that's what I do. Yep. Well, and it was interesting, too. I mean, you talked about the fans. Uh, one of the people that came out was a very well-known personality in the in the programming space. And he, I mean, he, he came out and he just let him have it. Oh, wow. And, you know, a bunch of people tried to come out and basically, you know, shout him down, but there's no way. I mean, the guy He's has, too big. he he has 130 something thousand followers on Twitter or something. He had a huge platform, you know, widely renowned author. And I think that's also when a lot of these other folks, so news sites picked it up. I mean, Linux journal picked it up wow. and, you know, and and they they tried to just stick to the facts. I mean, anything that they could corroborate on Twitter. But it it really didn't look good for for the folks that were coming after me. Yeah. And and then they'd come and argue it, and you know it it would get worse for them because of it. And so yeah, in this case, being quiet was actually the right course of action. Hmm. And a lot of these other folks came out, but it also made me feel better because I realized that I had all these people in my corner, right? I wasn't alone dealing with this and that, that made a big difference too. Well, I, I think that was me going through it weekly with you. It was only once a week. Yeah. I, that's one thing that kept popping in my head. And again, we don't, sometimes we don't know until you go through it. Um, yeah. I haven't had a major hater online yet, uh, but I've also been doing social media for so long. I tell people, I'm like, I've had countless coaches that I used to pay work with, uh, you know, teach me. And they're like, People like Joe Rogan, the guy mm-hmm. is viral in so many weird ways. Uh, but <laughs> he he says it all the time. He's like, I have no time to look at those comments. Oh, he's yeah. like, I don't even bother. I post and I and I leave the app. He's like, I never look at a comment, a like, nothing. He's like, I'm too busy. He's like, I got too much stuff going on. He's like, I post and go, and that's all he yep. does. So it's interesting, but it's not a yeah. bad lesson from a guy who's got a pretty viral following. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We, we reach a few people. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, uh, and I think that's a powerful lesson, uh, that 
you've definitely taken out of this. And it's reminded me too. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Sooner or later, no matter how many good things I'm trying to do in the world and give back, I'm sure I'm going to eventually get one of those that somehow yeah. or another, it's just, it's just, it's on the chopping block. It's waiting to be thrown into the mix. Um, yeah. And I would like to hope that I've, I've built up enough mental fortitude or that mindset game that we've been talking about to be ready for it. You know? Yeah. Almost, and I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not saying right now, hey, bring it on. Uh, <laughs> I'm good if it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. But the, the other thing I think I figured out, too, was that um, a lot of the folks, I mean, once that turned around, I realized that I could make them pay, right? Because mm -hmm. I had all these people in my corner. And I decided there was no point to that either. Yeah. Right? Well, especially now, with I'm your, just going to go faith, out there and I'm going to yeah. win. Even with your faith, you know, be the better person. You know what? You could do that. But I think it's cool though because like wow I was not expecting that the the big viral guy to, to to jump on your camp, so that's actually that reinforces that good things happen like yeah with the right people. That kind of reinforces it. It just takes a little bit of time. It took a little bit for it to get get through the Twitter world. Yeah, and now you now you got some serious reinforcement behind you. Yeah, but ultimately, I I think what at least for me makes the most difference is just realizing that a I didn't really do anything wrong. No. And B, I'm just, I, I'm here to do. You're not the one, one to put thing, that original post make... up. You were, you were just saying, hey, this girl's just trying to figure something out. Like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's, you're just trying to help a friend. Yep. <laughs> but, but the other thing I figured out too is that I'm here to do one thing, and that's to make great podcasts for programmers. Boom. And so that's what I do. And I'm going to do it for as long as I can. And now and you're an that's author. That's kind of the deal. And now I'm an author. That's the other thing. Like, you, you put out yeah. a book to help your developers that yep. when you're not talking to them on a podcasts and yep. now once you get the audio book out and the full book goes live after the, uh, I think that's going to be up to the holidays. Um, then boom, you can move on to the next project, the next yep. book, you know, the follow up. Yep. So yeah, the, the paperback comes out on the 10th of December. Oh, you did set a hard date. I did. Awesome. And it's pretty much ready to go. I just wanted another reason to reach out to my list. Yeah. And then I'll probably get the audio book out early January. I haven't set a date for that one yet. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, I mean, we're coming towards the end of our time slot. Time has been flying, man. I, I knew you and I had yeah. some fun. So, uh, and that's that's that how I, that's how I run my show. If, if we're having fun, the time just blows by. Um, yeah. Well, listen, since you are a spiritual guy and you've been through so much in the past weeks and, and months, I figured you probably have. We already had a lot of epiphanies on the call, but I like to close out the show out. I always have my guest co-host give us some final words to leave behind. And this is really more of like an all-encompassing message or something, you know, more legacy messages related as far as everything behind what you're doing. You know, what, what are you trying to yeah. go out there? That way, if you share this out to your developer peeps, they know like, oh, yeah, I'm reminded about why, you know, Chuck, a.k.a. Charles, does all this. So is yet, yeah. what, what, what would you like to leave behind for everybody? So I've kind of been joking that I kind of accidented my way into podcasting and I kind of accidented my way into being a software developer too. And what really it boiled down to was I found the things that I really naturally enjoyed and felt like I, I could succeed at. And I, I guess if there's just one thought over the last, what, 13, 14 years that I've been either programming or podcasting is that um, every time I try and do something that's not who I am, you know, whether it's not standing up for something I believe or not going after something that I really want or not trying to build something that matters, 
I'm not happy. Hmm. Right. And so if there's one real message that I can put out there to people, it's just, look, go out there and take a chance on the thing that you love and see if you can make it work. Because um, in a lot of cases, what happens is, is you take a couple of steps into the darkness and then you realize there's a whole path leading up the mountain to where you want to end up. And I, I don't know if that works for everybody, but it seems like most of the people that do extraordinary things, that's kind of where they end up. They, they find that place where they belong. They find that thing that really lights up their spirit and then they go and do it. And they, they stay true to themselves while they do it. And, and it pays off. And I, I don't know how to put that more eloquently, but that's kind of where I'm at. Actually, I'll shorten that all up with the last few words you just said, which is staying true to yourself. I, I, it's, I mean, everything was beautiful, but I think the way you closed it out just now is a lot of us second guess ourselves. And it's like, you know what? Yep. You know, when you take the time to figure out who you are and what you're trying to put out to the world and what makes you happy, stay true to yourself. Don't fall off that. Too, yeah. Don't fall too far off that line. That's when things get stressful. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. The other thing that I'll just add to that is that, uh, like I'm turning 40 this year. Right. Mm -hmm. So you'd think, yeah, well, he's, he's a ways into his career, but if I live till I'm a hundred, I've still got 60 years to straighten the course. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if I screw up, I can crawl back up on the road and I can keep going. And so if you're in your thirties or forties or fifties, heck my mom, when she was 50 mid fifties, went back to school. She teaches high school math now. Right. There you, go. you know, after raising 10 kids, you know, so it's never too late and I, I, it's just not worth having the regret. So just if, if that's you go after it. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I, I've worn so many hats, uh, so many jobs, so many career changes. Yeah, uh, I, I've reinforced that. I tell people all the time, like, dude, a lot can happen in one year, let alone five years. You're worried about 20 years from now. Take, mm -hmm. a, take a deep breath and relax. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's going to be OK. Um, listen, hang tight. I want to get probably goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, one last uh, screen share for the video feed on YouTube. But again, check him out at devchat.tv. If you know anybody who's a tech-savvy developer out there and they don't know about all of these shows, send them there because um, that's what our blog post is going to do. That's what our content is going to show. And uh, again, whether it was <laughs> everything from authoring a book to 75 hard to uh marathon running everything from risks to effort to dreams to goal setting i mean we hit on all cylinders tonight man uh th thanks again for making it on the show ladies and gentlemen we're here to fuel your health your business and your lifestyle i think we definitely did that today so i hope so yeah so thanks for tuning in and remember you too can live the fuel and we'll talk to you guys again soon Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.